thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome, pilots. You've tuned to the guard frequency because, as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 304 of the Best Damn Space Sim podcast ever, recorded on Friday, May 1st, and made available for download on Tuesday, May the 4th, 2020, over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Jeff. I'm Ken Shadow. I'm Henry. And I'm Tony. Thanks for joining us. If you like what you hear during the show, stick around for the closing to find out how to support us. And what do we got in store this week, Jeff? In this week's flight deck, we bring you all the headlines from simulated space, including the latest news from Star Citizen, Elite Dangerous, and Dual Universe. And after that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins. When you're right, Iceman, I am dangerous. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach, checkers green, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. Frontier went ahead and cashed in the free pass we gave them to delay the release of the new era patch for Elite Dangerous. They went ahead and took the extra step of burying the news in a press release about their upcoming Warhammer game. Star Citizen released Alpha 3.9 and is learning all about persistence by performing a server wipe and seeing what happens next. And CitizenCon 2019 has been called on account of the COVID pandemic. So no sandworms this year, space cadets. Dual Universe gets a cool pre-pre-release trailer that is light on details and heavy on promises. But it's easy on the eyes and hard to ignore. We're getting a little impatient for a big reveal. So many opposites, so many contrasts, but uh, the the trailer for Dual Universe was neat, but it didn't add much to what we already know. If you're coming to it new, the list of promises that the game has is, uh, is will be exciting to you, but it's the same stuff we've been kind of looking at off and on for uh, the past couple of years. Uh, a lot of building, a lot of designing, building anything, everything from spaceships to bases to stations, um, uh, a player-run economy, player versus player uh, conflict, being able to join into organizations and, and corporations and nations even. These, a lot of the stuff we've seen before, but they put it in a nice, neat package. Uh, right, Ken Shadow, you were noticing all the packages. <laughs> yes, yes. They, I, I noticed before the, uh, before the show that um, the uh, dual universe... Uh, spacesuit aesthetic is very similar to the elite aesthetic where it's extremely tight fitting and it mm-hmm. is tight fitting around the uh, I guess the places you you may want it tight fitting in space and so there's lots of a lot of yeah lots of lots of buns of steel I guess buns of steel buns of yeah. steel yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but other than that but otherwise like yeah they, they you said that you jumped into the alpha before yeah, I haven't uh, done the new stuff because they have retooled the new the, it recently. So I, I don't unfortunately have an update. Um, but you know, I have done, jumped in a couple of times in the last couple of months, and uh, you know, the the trailer shows a lot of stuff that they kind of promise. Um, you know, the the MMO aspect, you know, and like the grander world, I think is still a little bit to be tested on their side. 
but you know you can see the threads of all the pieces that they have um, they've been putting together and they show off in the trailer uh, for a while so whether it becomes as flashy as they promise in the trailer because it's not really at least not in my opinion a very flashy and super exciting game uh, at least the places I played um, um, you know remains to be seen uh, but they have uh, they definitely have a, a nice set of of interesting features that can be exciting if they pull them all off together. When you say it's not flashy, when you compare it to the other kind of games in the, in that genre, like uh, Space Engineers or even Avorion, maybe where you're building things out of blocks and you have so much control over what you're putting together, the the visual aesthetic isn't as important as making those block built ships look good and block built bases look good. Which, you know. I, I get what you're saying, but you're not going to get like Star Citizen level graphics in a game like that. So I think Dual Universe is doing much better than most games in its genre um, for what it is. I think it looks really good in that, it, for that. Um, you know, I, the thing that I worry about with it is, and I hate to say there's too much going on because it's great that there's so much going on. And I think for a lot of players, it's going to be awesome. For me in particular, it's going to be awesome. There's a lot going on. But new, like, uh, more casual players are intimidated by too much going on. And I feel like they're really aiming high with their feature set. And it just might make it off-putting to some players. But for a guy like me, it's exciting. So I worry about their place in the market, but I'm excited for a lot of the features personally is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So I think Ken from Chicago makes a good point in chat. And he goes, is the Dual Universe trailer as exciting and as flashy as the Elite Dangerous trailer compared to the game? And that's that's probably a good... Uh, good analogy right you know where the, you guys remember the old elite dangerous yeah. trailer where yeah. it's super exciting and you're like blowing things up all around the space station and and there were people and, walking and, yeah. around where you saw people inside the ships uh, yes, you talking about yes, that yeah, yeah all those uh, yeah, the, yeah. Where, where it says at the bottom not representative of gameplay you know it just it did yeah at least and, they did that and and I saw uh, one of the versions of that trailer I saw was the compare contrast like they show like the 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 cinema the cinematic of taking off from inside a space station and bam brah, you know, pow there's lights and rockets and blah and then they they cut to the scene of you taking off in, a, in your cockpit and from Lee Dangerous you're like it's the best place yeah. yeah. it's it's the best space yeah. ever especially in VR I don't care it's still fantastic yeah 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 it's but it's 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 a good compare contrast but we didn't like make this official news last week or anything but uh there was a pretty great fan-made trailer that they set to uh, uh kickstart my heart by motley crew and it was just a bunch of quick cuts uh of uh bounty hunting in, in an asteroid or in a, in a in a gas giant ring and it was really great they just did the, they just took basically the first verse in the chorus of kickstart my heart and it it was it was great. It was and it was representative footage too. It was like if you turned on your external camera, this is what you would see if you were flying in the in the uh, in the gas giant ring. So, the trailer for Elite Dangerous has come a long way. But they had it took a fan creation to make it right. But back to Dual Universe, they they've advertised a feature set and they've really emphasized the building and the creating and the cooperating in the organizing side of things. They did have some explosions and stuff in the trailer to make the flashiness come through a little bit. But they're really... Uh, I, I've never gotten the impression that that's really where they want to go. That's They're not going to emphasize that. And I still don't think that they are. Yeah, I mean, to, to Henry's point, it, it is all about building. Whether it's building 
vehicles or bases or space stations or organizations like you know apparently land claiming is a big thing now I, I don't I don't know if it was before, I didn't get that far in the game, um, but uh, at least the trailer showed off being able to claim large sections of planets to you know, utilize the assets you've been building as an org and have big org battles or org negotiations uh, at a planetary level, these areas that you claim. So, uh, you know, whether you're building, you know, in the micro, you're building in the macro, the game seems more about building than it does about specifically pew pew. Well, speaking of announcing announcements, uh, let's get going into Star Citizen here and start with the least newsy news first. They put up a page just before the show about all the things that they're going to announce. Uh, they're going to announce uh, uh, Fleet Week uh, here pretty soon. They're going to announce when they're going to start letting theaters of war out to the public which is that game mode of the combined arms thing that kind of demoed a little bit at uh, last year's CitizenCon. And they're going to announce announcements about Squadron 42, all supposedly in the month of May. The month of May will be filled with announcements, and so these are announcements of things that will be announced. So, so Fleet Week is kind of an annual thing, so I think they're just confirming that, you know, that yes, that's happening, yes, they'll have their normal sales and stuff, obviously. The Theaters of War thing i think is the is the big announcement in this this set it's an announcement of an announcement i mean they literally say we're going to do a play test one weekend during this month that is actually news right they haven't told us when that's happening sure so they're going to announce when that announcement is ready technically there's only four options which one is it Uh i don't know it can't be I this weekend because it's already gonna, started, I'm, I'm so that narrows it down. I'm going to say it's probably not the first two. <laughs> okay. It's really, okay. It's, so, I'm going to so say he'll delay it until June. <laughs> Henry's, Henry's betting that it doesn't. Okay. See, see and they never so said May of this year. They I'm, never I'm, said I'm May hyped. of this year. I'm hyped that the announcement is coming. I'm I'm glad they pre-announced the announcement, so now I can be excited about all the different options that are happening. Well, they haven't really talked oh. about it much since since they announced it, so this is no. kind of like oh my god, you know, for people that are really yeah. into theaters of war, because it is kind of a cool new game mode, and people are looking forward to it. It's been a recurring theme of late, uh, in not just this game, but in many games that they pre-announce their announcements to get the hype about the announcement coming. Wait till we tell you what we're going to tell you about what we might push back. I mean, it's not quite as bad as the No Man's Sky announcement of the announcement of the announcement. No, that's all no, the same. You know what? No, the No, no, no Man's no. Sky it's... announcements have pretty much been, oh, by the way, you guys have mechs now. Oh, by the way, did you want a living ship? Cool. There you go. It hasn't been like this is coming. It's been here's the, last the bomb. The last one was. The last one was. The last, one was. Yeah. the last one was. That's what I say. This is part of a larger trend. This is part of a larger trend. I'm, I'm yeah, picking on Star Citizen right. this week. That very last announcement. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm picking on Star Citizen this week, but it's part of a trend <laughs> that I'm noticing. Like a dual universe trailer that doesn't say anything new. Like a yeah. date when their alpha is going to be over and when the beta comes out. I uh, This is just, it's just part of a trend. Now that we've covered that, we can now get on to the part where we really start making fun of them. No, I won't. Because I'm not, we're is not this where we say because they're canceling CitizenCon? Probably, yeah, but oh, that's not making that, fun of. That's, that's not, not big news, but we're the not going to do that. It's not I feel like that's going to be good for them. Shouldn't that be good for productivity? Every single year, Brian tells us, well, they're saving this for CitizenCon. They've got to make this big thing for CitizenCon. This year, all that's 
out of their way. They don't have to worry about building sandworms or cool cinematics or anything. They don't have to rent a hall. All they have to do is write the codes and draw the stuff. Paint the things. It's so, it's gonna be it's gonna be like an easy va- it's like a COVIDcation. COVIDcation. Yeah, that's what we've been calling it around my house. COVIDcation. I'm writing that down. Everybody right. is is home. I laugh because everybody at my house is on COVIDcation and I'm working. So Kim from Chicago is like, but they'll have a virtual citizen con. They won't. They actually say that in the press release, there will be no online version of citizen con. They will do a like an online like. I guess basically a, a live stream or something like that for CitizenCon's birthday, but it, I mean, sorry, for Star Citizen's birthday, but it will not be, they, they literally say in the announcement, we will not have an online version of the convention because they do that in game, right? They have an on, they have a in-game uh, convention where they show off bits of ships and they actually have convention halls. Um, they pretty much explicitly say, we're not doing that. Um, why they're not doing that? I don't know, but they're not. But they do say that a lot of the stuff that they would normally do, they're going to be breaking up into many online segments and over over the course of the year. So it sounds like you know oh. they're, they're not going to be holding back. But to so Tony's like Henry point, was just saying, yeah, yeah, like Henry was just saying a second ago, yeah. they're probably going to end up doing the same amount of work, or they may end up doing more. Who knows? It all depends on what they feel like they need to make up for here, because CitizenCon is a big money raising facility for them, right? It is their big splash in the sun. It is where, you know, they get all the game publications to cover them and stuff. They have to make up for that somehow. I mean, I mean, yeah, they, they got private investments now. They don't need this. They don't care. They're good. It's they need to push to get done. They're probably glad they get to take a year off a citizen con. The, the, the private investment money is not the same order of magnitude they get from backers. Yeah. It's much bigger. What do you mean? Yeah, it's like $40 saying. million, dollars, right? Yeah. And do you think yeah, they, they get that 50, much from they, doing a citizen con? They, I'm sure they don't make $40 million at a citizen con. They don't. They don't. But they do right. make about $50 million worth of ship sales a year. Okay, but so, that's so they not can't, they can't just, they can't, and, and citizen con in like that back half of the year is at least, you know, a half to three quarters of their revenue. They can't Brian, ignore that. Brian does have a point. He does have a point. But at the same token... It's not just Citizen Con, per se, but it's the next year's uh, it's the next year's stuff to talk about as well, and it's the next year's driving more people, more and more people to Star Citizen, as well. However, Henry's right; they really need to focus on getting some things done. And I think, you know, excuses aside, because in October or no or November or whenever Citizen really takes place. It's October 10th. It, it is the anniversary of the day they kicked off the Kickstarter. Right. So by by October, I think most of our pandemic stuff might may be behind us. At least that's what I'm hoping for. So by just October, using that, we may be fighting in the street for meat scraps and with no power to even talk about this <clears> stuff. <throat> or it may be over. So who knows? <laughs> or somewhere in between. There will well, be most it likely will be somewhere on the in spectrum. Between. Yeah. Of it's done or it's not. It'll be better or worse. <laughs> I can understand that's, that's the, the politician's plan, answer. I, I can understand them planning for the worst, but I think it's a I think it's a poor excuse. I I, I, I yeah. I mean, they're they have, must have done the calculation and thought we can skip it and be okay. Because if they really 
if they really needed the the CitizenCon bump for their revenues from ship sales or whatever, they would have moved heaven and earth to figure out a way to do it. They would have had a virtual CitizenCon. They would have done a webinar. You know, I mean, they would have had something, uh, something with as much uh, pomp and circumstance as possible. Maybe they would have sold tickets this year for real. You know, for the online. You know, they sold tickets to the live stream this year, like they I tried left to. I that last one time. alone because I didn't want to get yeah. Brian riled no, no, up no, again. No, but I was there. like, how did they miss an no, excuse to no, sell I, tickets I, to I, a I Zoom meeting? That was bullshit when they did. And they're like, let's I, sell I, some I, tickets. Yeah, um, no, they, that was bullshit. Oh, so, so you know, I'd like to. I, I, as somebody that actually goes to Citizen Con on the reg, I'd like to say I actually um, <clears throat> appreciate them actually canceling this. I was I was under the assumption that they were uh, probably getting a daily requests into their service lines about this, or their, you know the uh, whether to keep planning it or not. Yeah, because yeah, because you know, if you want to go to this, you do have to kind of make reservations and stuff, right? And and right. like you know, normally I stay in an Airbnb. It's, you can't get your money back from that crap. So the, the people that I would have been going with, we're all like, do we just wait to the last minute? What do we do? Right. So that right. is a um, it's good that they canceled it. It's good that I didn't like, you know, build, spend all my time building a costume and to have it have to mothball it. You know that I mean, I yeah. now I can take my time. You know, all, yeah, all the things you, you normally spend your time on as a fan for these things, you don't have to worry about. If I right. can yeah. say one more thing, um, you, you said that CitizenCon would be their chance to talk, get drum up what they're going to talk about over the next year and get people excited. Um, the release of Squadron 42 should take care of that for them. You know, that should be their, their huge thing upcoming. I don't think that they, you know, they, they've got a product coming out. It's going to be a little bigger than a convention for their hardcore fans. I think so you have, I you think have more optimism really about glad. the release date of Squadron 42 than I do at this point. Well, without uh, CitizenCon in the way, it's a real chance, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying CitizenCon's bad. I feel bad for the people who don't get to go. I'm going to miss Star Trek Con this year. I feel horrible, you know? And I know you feel that bad about CitizenCon. You don't get to see all your pals. You don't get to go and talk to all the other nerds that love what you love. It sucks. So but I, I think one it's good of the for other, One of the other large gaming cons that are out there is, is I just saw a note a few weeks back, so I went back to their form and to look. Uh, BlizzCon, which is Blizzard's big um, uh, mm-hmm. event, um, it might be a few, uh, and this was on 4-9 of 2020. Um, it's, they, they say it might be a few months before we know for certain if or how we'll proceed, but as soon as we have a meaningful update, we'll share it. So they're not, they're not totally out of the, you know, whether, but, but at some point there has to be because con prep takes a lot there has to be a point oh, yeah. where um they have to go yay or a go no go because yeah. uh it takes a lot of prep work uh to pull something and, like that off and venues want you know long lead times and they want notice and they want a deposit probably non-refundable uh you sign a lot of contracts for vendors well, for and, electricity and, and internet it, are they even open i mean are they even going right. to be open for for something like that and right. with the new with the new world order um because even if even if we're even if states start to reopen and stuff and with an uh you know we're going to be think, rethinking about how we do conventions and going oh, sure you know, and even after a, even after the scare is yeah. over, because our world has changed. Well, right, because it's it may come back in the fall. I mean, everyone's everyone's sort of catching up to it now a little bit, and things are maybe looking a little bit better. But if we if we 
open things back up, there will be additional transmissions and there will be outbreaks and hotspots. So, I mean, that, 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 that's going to be a thing. Yeah, and and con crud is a is a term for a reason. Oh, yeah. People get sick at conventions. Yeah, you and get this year con crud is going to be COVID. That's going to suck. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. because there's That's, no immunity. So, yeah, it's just better to take a year off. We'll do Zoom meetings specifically uh, for Citizen Con. My guess is that they had to make a decision earlier this month on this, and this is us just hearing about it because it's about six months away, and they probably yeah, had a, like another payment due to the facility. And they had April to, to like, October. Yeah. Somebody's like, you know what? This is it's too. You know, they're at the time they're packing up their workstation. They're like, this is this is too risky yeah, to like give these yeah. people a million dollars for something we don't even know if we're going to use. But but Henry raised a good point. And thinking about it, the technology, the virtual cons, and the technologies behind all that, that's going to be heavily. I mean, the technology to have a virtual con that's going to be rapidly developed. I think. It will never compare to hanging out at the bar with your friends that you don't get to see except once a year because you're on the other side of the world. It'll never compare. And and that really is, it may even be the end of an era because companies like Creation and, and people that do these conventions may not be able to continue if they go a whole year without any freaking business. It just may not come back. And then, you know, what are we looking at? Conventions that have been running for years and years are going to be gone. And... You know, the kids won't even know they're they're missing something. They'll be happy with the Zoom meetings, and us old guys will have to cry over the, uh, you know, missing uh, missing times we're having. Um, I think it's I don't think it's going to go back to the way it was, honestly. Well, one final little thing that we should talk about here: there, uh, there's a server wipe. They were trying not to do this. Uh, they they were trying to uh, go at least between dot patches without doing server wipes, but this dot patch. Uh, we talked a little bit about last week how they, this one was less stable than they would have liked ideally. And so they're a little worried about it when they pushed it. And turns out that, yeah, it wasn't so great. But they think they've tracked down the error and a server wipe they hope, fingers crossed, will take care of it. So this will be a new and fun, exciting frontier of what actually disappears when they hit the big red button uh, to, to, to nuke the database and see what survives. Yeah, I mean, it's not the first time it's happened. Um, they, they've been trying their hardest not to have this, but apparently some people uh, going into this patch um, have been involuntarily wiped um, on an individual basis, not on a uh, server basis. Uh, you've also end up with weird things where people that have uh, certain ships have lost basic functionality. Um, there were some, I think, people that were using that. If you owned a Prowler, your Moby Glass didn't work anymore for a while. Or not, not everybody that owns a Prowler, but specific, but certain people that who owned a Prowler for whatever reason, it didn't didn't work right. So At least num- it wasn't consistent. Yeah, I mean, and, and some of the issues apparently could have been sol- can solved by manually resetting on your end, but that does the same thing as a reset on their end, right? So. Um, uh, it, I don't. It hasn't happened yet, but it is definitely um, on the horizon that this is probably going to be a system-wide thing where everybody's bank accounts get pulled back to their their minimums. Oh, well, I, th- I thought I saw that this was uh, it happened at two p.m. Pacific today. Oh, maybe, maybe you saw an update. Okay, yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. were talking about it for a while. I didn't. I yeah, didn't yeah, see I they think actually, actually pulled the trigger. Happen. Uh, okay. So, but this will this will be one of the this will be something that they're gonna that uh, hopefully they'll get some good data from. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, uh, stability still not a, a a core feature of the game just yet. So uh, they'll be they'll be taking some learnings from this and uh, hopefully apply it to 
the persistence features of the game uh, from here. Well, I think we should move on to the, the perhaps the like biggest disappointment. I don't know. If disappointment's the wrong word because yes, we saw this it's coming. Wah, wah. It's a disappointment, but well, they're they're taking we, lessons from Star Citizen. Come on. Well, and they're listening to us again because as soon as people started going into lockdown and this started to be a, a problem, we told Frontier that everyone gets a free pass. Everyone gets like a a, a 90 day bump to everything. You just take it because it's COVID-19. I mean, you just, just take that. It's on the table. Just grab it. And they finally did. Uh, but they tactically and strategically sort of buried it in a press release uh, for their new licensed IP, Warhammer. They're going to do a Warhammer real-time strategy game in, uh, releasing in 2023. Will it have carriers? Wait, wait. Are they Probably. are they are they franchise licensees or because Warhammer? It's going- a specific license. It's like Hammer Skull Duggery Skull Jammer. I don't know. because yeah. Warhammer's, it's- I think. Owned by uh, Edos? No, not Edos. It's owned Games by Workshop. Games Workshop. Oh, okay. The, yeah, the the license the licensor the persons the the, the the entity granting the license is Games Workshop, and so they have they've licensed Frontier to make an, a real time strategy game based on that. Blood for the Blood God. That's a war. Okay. Thing. I, I'll take your word for that. Um, we'll start up a Warhammer podcast just for you. Also in that announcement were uh, some kind of some basic uh, sort of projections and financials about how how the COVID uh, situation has affected them. And what they hinted at was that, well, it's had a mild positive effect as more people have bought games and uh, have have been using them to to pass the time and, and whatever. What they also said is that they did not expect the delay of the launch of the elite new era to materially affect their results, their predicted results for the for the fiscal year, which means a couple of different things to me. Maybe number one, they expect their money to be made at release and then a quick tail off right away. They're not expecting uh, the elite expansion to have like a lot of legs. They were expecting a big chunk of revenue up front, and then you know we'll see where it goes after that. Uh, or or and I find this more likely. They had a scenario built in where they already pushed it back a quarter, and they just sort of that just still fits in the range they'd already published. So I think a quarter delay was already built into the to the predictions or to their into to their uh, to their projections, and this just they just triggered it. And this leads me to my next bit of speculation: um, the the hack, the email hack that we learned about last year. That's been very accurate as far as predictions going of, of the timing and, and the releases of the other Frontier properties. They had both the base building and Elite Feet in there uh, as uh, uh, predictions or, or you know uh, as features that were coming with the next uh, next expansion. One of those is getting cut. I, I I strongly suspect that one of those features is getting cut. Don't know which one. Um, you can make a case either way. They're building an RTS for Warhammer, so it makes sense for them to build an RTS or base building, you know, uh, module for Elite Dangerous to see how that works and to have kind of a get some experience with that in a live game environment. Or a first-person shooter thing is the one thing that they have not done with their engine yet, 
And so if they're going to be a publisher and a developer and an all-in-house thing and, and be a, a, you know, a, a powerhouse in the video game industry, they need to, have, they need to demonstrate some prowess with a first-person shooter game. So, uh, but I bet one of those features is getting cut from from it. Mm-hmm. I wonder what upkeep's going to be on shoes if they have elite feet. You saying so? You think an RTS gets cut? You thinking base building gets cut from? I think elite feet is probably something people want more, and I think they have too much base crap already because you have a ship you live on. That's basically your house. You have a home station you go to. That's basically your town. And now, if you're rich enough, you can afford to rent a mobile one. Um, I don't see also wanting... Yeah, you have an RV. I also don't see, with all of that going on, wanting to claim a little piece of a planet and put together a little colony there that I'm never going to freaking come back to because the galaxy is so big, the points to fly around it anyway. So I have a feeling we're going to get elite feet. Um, If we got both, my prediction would be elite feet where you can walk around your ship and customize the inside of it with arcs and have different rooms and things like that. And you'd probably have like a limited walk around your ship, maybe walk around the surface of a planet, but not a lot of interactives. I don't see us going inside stations. I see us probably moonwalking a little bit and walking around a ship that we can customize inside. And then going to shoot Thargoids in a tunnel. If we're shooting Thargoids in a tunnel, it'll be like a tunnel or three that are that are like yeah. repeated and uh, yeah. you know the cannon group will find uh, tons of them, and people will have to fly there and do the specific shooter part. Uh, there might even be some uh, uh, what do you call it PvP shooter stuff, um, but I don't think it's something that I would ever play with. I don't think there'll be a whole lot of like shooting pirates on foot. I think it'll probably be very limited, like you're saying, to just shooting the Thargoids in a tunnel. What you're saying is you're um, going to walking around your you're going to remote pilot a bipedal robot. From the from your ship, right? So so if it blows up, right? Tele- telepresence. telepresence. That's robot. even worse, and I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not because I think Elite sucks with all that telepresence crap. I want to be in my freaking shuttle. You know, I want to be in my shuttle or my uh, my fighter. I want to be in my uh, SRV. I don't want to be sitting in the pilot's chair telepresencing in. That makes no sense. That makes no sense to oh, me whatsoever. Eve did it very well because, as you know, on Eve we were all in pods. We well, weren't you weren't, even yeah, you were also clones and things like that, too. And yeah. No Man's Sky did it even better because you're actually the same program as your ship. You know what I mean? It's all virtual there. You never move from one ship to another. See, you're it's just not bits. a space sim. I don't even know why so, you're bringing so I'm gonna it So I'm going to go back and yeah, to continue the actual conversation we should be having. Uh, I'm going to go back and actually disagree with sure. with Henry here and say the uh, I think base building is more realistic with regards to the rest of Elite. Um, I think Elite feet... Um, if they do it wrong, then it's a it's going to be reviewed horribly, and, and it's going to be a big. Yeah, it's going to be an epic fail. fail yeah, and epic people are, fail. you know they have to get it right, and it's a much bigger scope than slapping together some half-assed base building to go along with your carriers, right? So from a scope point of view, it's much easier, I think, for them to utilize their like Tony was saying, their Warhammer RTS and their Planet Coaster Zoo machine you know and and let you build things and it doesn't even have to be the basis that we're thinking of it could be all sorts of other things but at the same but but them putting that in there is something that is it's feasible if they have a limited budget and limited resources if they're going with elite feet that's almost like an entirely different game in my opinion 
Like that's another Here's, game. This yeah. game is not built like Star Citizen where it's like first person and then they built out with the ships that has taken them a lots of effort to get to, right? They have started from, you know, mini games strung together. You know, you know, the, the being in a ship is one of the mini games that you're, you're stringing together here. Adding a mini game here where you're an FPS is, is it can be completely disastrous, I think, for Elite if it's done wrong. Here's my my main issue with what you just said, um, and it may be it may be just it's actually it is just speculation, but we just heard from them that they're afraid that there will be too many carriers if they let all the players have them, right? So they're going to tick down and disappear if you don't use it. You have to be able to maintain it and make a lot of money to keep it. So there's not going to be a lot of them around. They're afraid of having too many in universe. If we're all able to go and start little colonies. How much harder is that for them to have all those little colonies running in the game instead of having carriers all over the place? They've already admitted to some kind of per player limitation that they're wor- that it's actually a worry enough that they're making the upkeep on carriers, which absolutely no one likes, right? They're saying we have to do this because we can't handle having too many. So how are they going to handle building bases? I don't see yeah, it. I think the building bases is going to be far easier than the carrier because you, you've got... Uh, uh, assets everywhere. Um, they've got. They can control the ground. They can control the size, and uh, you know, they're, they're literally, they're they're. It's far more controllable than than free uh, free roaming carriers. Yeah, exactly. I don't see why. You know, I just. I, I think it's a location of something that has to be looked up in a table whenever you go somewhere, and I feel like the problem with carriers is probably related. To them having to look up, is there a carrier in this place every time a system loads? I, I don't know, but I'd assume but so. But that's the thing. I mean, why else? With, with a carrier, they have to, it moves around, right? It has to be dynamic, right? Doesn't matter, with though, a because base, a, a, a base could be placed anywhere. No, so we the don't fact know that how that works. It could be very specific nodes. There could be like one per planet, right? And, yeah. and putting one on a planet could be like, a permanent thing. It'd be like one player per per solar system. They've got so much, they have such a large galaxy. They can limit it like that if they want to. It could even be like you're allowed to purchase property and permit systems on specific planets, but if you discover something, you can't place a colony there. It could be something like you would have your home system of Anseeth and on the planet capital, you could rent a space. Exactly. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and this is where I think where we might see those restricted areas come into play a little bit, you know, the the call sector. If we have a area of space where ships, individual ships can't navigate, but maybe carriers could. Like carriers go to these systems, they could make those systems special somehow. Again, put them on a different table, reorganize it somehow so that the carrier can jump in to rearm and refuel and build the base and stuff. But you have to have you have to own a carrier to jump in there, right? And and once you're in that zone, you have this different kind of gameplay, whether it's elite feet or or RTS gameplay or whatever it is. But having a bus that goes there, you you go out of the elite dangerous game that we know, and then you jump into the expansion, you know, via this 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 transfer method. Amontillado on Twitch so. offers a helpful suggestion. You could go to the Frontier Store. Oh. And buy a land claim flag, and then place your land oh, claim flag for, for arcs. arcs. 
you could buy you could buy some arcs to get a land exactly. claim flag. That that that's a fine idea. I'm sure they'll get right on that they because c- they could take a page out of Star Citizen's book and instead of actually releasing base building, they could release some pictures of bases on their website that you could buy for real money and then continue to develop <laughs> base building for the next 10 years. Yeah. Well, I just want my roller coaster in my base, that's all. I think that's a fine idea. That's a good crossover. So I, that's my prediction. I mean, and again, this is this goes back to the fact that Frontier never said a word about this hack. Everyone keeps calling it a leak, but it was not a leak. No, this this didn't leak out. Someone hacked somebody, and this they found it and pulled it and, and put it on on the internet. So this uh, they never publicly acknowledged it. They never publicly denied it. They never publicly conceded to its existence. So, but it's been very accurate as far as what it's, it's what it's predicted. But having, I think, the delay of a quarter that was already baked into their financials that they've released uh, makes me think that they're rescoping the project down uh, so they can be sure to hit that uh, to get the revenue on the correct fiscal year like they wanted, and to be able to release on time, quote quote, on time with the COVID stuff even with the degraded productivity with having people work from home. Uh, and and it doesn't mean that they can't do it later. Like with the Beyond series, they had a series of updates for Beyond. They released these types of features first, and then six months later released these features next. They could still do it, but I think the at-launch, uh, you know, now it's Q1 2021, the at-launch feature set has been reduced. And so I think we're either getting RTS or... FPS, not maybe both as they had originally hoped. All right, now that we're all caught up on Space Sim News, let's get back in the game with Guard Frequency Origins. Come on, Mama's not going to save you today. Let's go. You want to fly or not? Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. All right, with uh, newly purchased or acquired uh, power armor, uh, you all tramp your way back to the ship, back to the astute moniker Anaconda-class vessel, uh, where Shu is waiting for you. You have in tow uh, the robot dog, which was kind of disabled at the moment, and so uh, Ale is carrying that, and we have uh, Kin Shadow and Akrosi, I believe, carrying the AI box. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the of no, the new, I was oh, just oh, oh, oh. I was carrying my new uh, my new rifle. Oh, carrying your new gun. Yep. Okay. Shotgun. Uh, sorry. So, so who's got the other side of the box? I think I, I might have it, but okay. I'm not sure. I don't remember. <laughs> it, it it's not terribly important as long as the correct choices are made. <laughs> oh so, boy. Uh, <laughs> oh good. <laughs> I don't want to hold the box. I'm carrying the dog. Uh, yeah. So Henry's got the dog. Okay, Henry. So Henry got the dog. We've got. I just need to know who's holding the other end of the box. I, I, would, I, would, I, I would feel better if Ryu was instead of the mind hacked traitor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I think it was me, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. All right, so we, we, we've got Ryu, Ryu and Ken Shadow <laughs> on the uh, on the on the uh, carrying the AI. Uh, we've got uh, Akrosi walking point, I'm presuming, with his shiny new gun. Yep. Yeah, I was doing doors and stuff. Okay, door. Then we got the dog uh, dog hair. And then, uh, be- because no one trusts the uh, 
the brainwash fellow. Filthy traitor is the word. The filthy tra- no, I trust the filthy traitor. Uh, he is uh, just he's just accompanying everybody. Uh, well, someone was carrying buy- one of the bad guys. Oh right, we had the we had the uh, we had the the the, the prisoner. unconscious form of the prisoner. So yeah, he's got that. Give him to the. Okay, trader. now that I think about it, I think that one was me. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Fine. I will watch the mind hacked traitor while I carry the dangerous AI. Okay. So we have a dangerous. Uh, all right. So that's uh, and this is you know some D and D games you need a marching order because the trap is going to happen and whoever is supposed to be up front is going to fall into the trap. I'm not saying <laughs> that is analogous to the situation you're in right now, but it's not not analogous to the situation you're in. So by saying I was carrying the dog first, did you imply that I am walking in the front, carrying my dog? No, that was no, the truck. Crossy's on point. I, I'm in the truck. front. Yeah, that's yeah, great I just, news. I, Sorry, I buddy. just want to know what everyone is carrying. That's all. I want to know how your hands are occupied at as you are heading, making your way back to the ship. That's that's all. Oh, my hands are on my SMG. Okay, we have you have one person with with hands on weapon. Everyone else is otherwise occupied. Yes. I believe I would carry the dog okay. over my shoulder and have my pistol in my other hand. I would. I feel like I would be doing the same thing with the mercenary guy. Okay. All right. So, so that you feel like that's 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 okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. All right. So, as you are making your way back to the astute moniker, uh, you do hear over the radio because uh, now you're up out of the basement, right? You know, the radio communications are, are, are now restored to, to the outside world to some extent. Uh, Shu comes over the intercom and says, I haven't heard from you guys in a long time. Uh, Com check. Hello, anybody out there? Anybody still alive? Yeah, we're all here. Uh, just coming up towards the ship now. Get it ready for launch. Shu comes back over the intercom and says, that's great. We have just a minor problem. There is a federal diplomatic vessel who that's just dropped in uh, to orbit around here and it's um, asking questions and uh, it's only asked twice but it's not getting any answer from the control room down there. I need somebody down there to go very quickly pretend to be the bank because they're getting antsy. Where's the guy that works at the bank that was still back there? He's not going to pick up the phone? He's he's still down in the bowels of the uh, bank right now. He's He's worried about cleaning up after stuff. Fantastic. You can, you can, of course. I mean, he's still there, and he does work for the bank. Can we? Yeah, but we can't call him, can we? We don't have a radio for him. I don't think. No, but you know where he is. You know where you left him. Yeah, but I'm saying he has uh, a comm, though, right? Hmm. He has a comm, though, right? He's not at the. He's not at the main switchboard, right? He's not at the reception. Do I have his cell phone number or something like that? You might recall we just spent a few minutes figuring out who has what in their hands and where they are and what's going on with all that stuff. Can, so I, go, can I say, like, hey, Siri, go call, what's his name? <laughs> I think the uh, best thing to do is probably, can I throw the dog on top of the box and let them carry that with the AI, and I'm going to run back and answer the phone? Try to BS them? That's, that's an option. All right, let's do that. So I'm heading back down there. Okay. okay. And you guys are carrying are you, are a lot you? of weight now. Okay. So the rest of you are heading still to the astute moniker, and Ale is going to separate from the group. Ale, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean to put this um, <clears throat> indelicately, but... Are you reasonably assured of your social skills in this endeavor? <laughs> Not at all. Do you want to do it? I can carry. I can, <laughs> like I, I can I'm t- pretty good at, uh, you know, BSing, but you know, I can take it. I can take. I I I I feel I have some. You're some just gonna ask him for skills. a big gun. That's all you're gonna do. That's that's half of your. Uh, you know, I, I used to bullshit for a living. You know, I can I can do something. Yeah, go for it. I don't have know. Fun. Or some. All right. I'll do it. I'm carrying the death machine now. And the okay, dog. With, the, right. with, the, with the robot on it. 
All right. So you got you guys are, who are under under load, who have a burden, are making your way to the the ship, the the anaconda, and Ken Shadow, who is now unburdened, is going to go where? Where are you where are you headed off to? Uh, the, is there like a like a map? Do I do I have yeah, you, you you part of the part of your setup and all of Henry's good roles in a couple of sessions ago? You have you know where everything is in the. Um, Okay, so there's like a central like comm station or command bridge. Receptionist desk, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Receptionist desk. I will go to the receptionist desk. Yeah, it's that's the the, that's the gist of it. The comm center. The comm center. I will go there very fast. All right, you're heading heading straight there. All right, turn on my turbo legs. Right. Yeah, that's right. You got the power armor. Choom 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 down the down the hallway. Very good. I look really cool. And the rest and the rest of you are headed to the astute moniker. Okay, so uh, what's going to happen is that I need uh, everybody who's carrying stuff. Want everyone to roll a? Uh, let's do a athletics check. That's the thing, right? Yeah, athletics check. Oh no! Because you recall. Yeah, but you rolled a ten. Nice. I rolled a four. <laughs> That's not as good. Nope. Where's every? We need everybody else. Where's everybody? You said it was people carrying things. Yeah. Yep. Everybody was carrying yeah. something. So that was, should be. Ryu and Romulan Ale and uh, who's so the the dog is that it? I put the, the dog, dog is on, now top on top of, of the that. AI box and I'm carrying oh. that with Lena. Nev, okay. Nev should be Nev, sorry. rolling. Yeah, Nev should be rolling. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize I was trusted to lug around boxes. Um, sorry, you're not working. I mean, you weren't, but uh, <laughs> um, um, athletics check. Did you say? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Because four. Ah. Okay, so unfortunately. With the high gravity, even with the power suits, moving uh, moving any faster than you uh, were is not not happening at this time. Maybe you have another chance later to get a second wind or something, but you are you're not able to speed up. Uh, you're not able to move any faster uh, than, than what you are doing right now. So uh, even so, though I have the quick quick runner enhancement, this is not about how fast you are. This is about how okay. quickly about how you can carry something into the high gravity even though you have well, power I also armor. have strong okay well what does what does strong get you do you like roll um, again or you get a bonus to it or something yeah can lift an additional 20 kilograms uh, so I'll, I, that would probably I'd probably equate that to a plus one which is still only gets you a five yeah which is still not the, not the seven I was looking for so uh, but in any event you're not able to speed up so you're you're still making progress but the new urgency about there being a, a ship out there asking questions. Sorry, it's not you're not able to do that. So, but Ken Shadow does get to the uh, comm center, and there is a blinking light on the console. You know, incoming message out there. Uh, okay, well, do if I understand how it works, I press the appropriate buttons to answer the call. Not a problem. This happens, and you say into the comm. Did did I hear anything before? But before nope. I said Just before I heard blinking incoming message blink 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 incoming incoming transmission. <clears throat> this is the trouble banking and welfare investments uh, receptionist. Would you uh, kindly hold for the next available slot? Thank you. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. We've 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 been on hold, and we need to come down there and access your facility to make a uh, an urgent withdrawal. Uh, to whom am I speaking? Uh, this is the care specialist at the reception's making and trust and hold. Uh, please hold while we while we find you for you a uh, clear pad. Thank you very much. There. Okay. Then what do you do? Do I have like? Can I pull some Muzak on my handcom? Like some girl from Ipanema or something like that? Uh, roll a, roll a bluff check. 
I got a natural 10. Natural <laughs> 10. You have, you, for some reason, for some reason, you have a hold music playlist on your hand comp with Excellent. an easy reach. And it's it's exactly what you'd expect for hold music at a bank. For some reason, that's what you have. So beep, beep, beep. You hold it up to the thing. Okay. Uh, you hear on the other side of it, uh, from the other side of it, he, they go, this is intolerable. You've got to get that. This is... Uh, we don't know what's going on. All we have is sporadic communications with our other operatives. We know for a fact that that, that the uh, accountant's handcom was used down there. So we, he's down there somewhere. Uh, of course, I don't know if the automatic defenses are up, so we can't risk just landing. But we've got to get down there. Do we have anyone on the inside down there? And then it, it, it gets muffled. You can't make out anything Do else. I have access to the defenses or anything like that from here? You saw the blinking light. You didn't have much time to look around, but if I you will, want to take a look I'll, around, well, I will look around see if all I right. can. Roll, paint them roll, as a, red. roll a roll a computer check for me. See oh, what you can figure easy. out from the from the layout in this room. Should have put two people here. Um, Might have been good, but that's that's why I asked who's carrying what. And what are you going to do? I got an eleven. With a roll of eleven, though, you do see that you get the layout of the room. There, here's the comms. Here's the internal security, and over here you do have the defensive systems. The and do, have, what is the defensive systems right now? Set to automatic as. standard. And what are they? What is it painting them as? Friend or foe? Uh, uh, it's a. It said exactly what you said. It was. It's a federal uh, dif- diplomatic vessel. It reads as a another anaconda, uh, just a general, you know, runabout kind of a, a thing. So can I make sure that they're painted as a foe? Uh, would you like to uh, attempt to access the, the systems to to do that? Roll me a security check if you want to like take over the the, the station. I get a seven. Not working. No, I mean no. It's the seven's good enough. I mean okay. you're you're. I mean you're in the room. It's you're presumed to be you're you're inside the bank, right? You know. I mean theoretically, if you're in the room, you should have authorization. It's just a matter of not tripping anything bad. Uh, so with the roll of a seven, you are able to uh, take command of the station. Able to uh, activate the the proper controls, and you have if you that's what you want to do, paint the thing as a hostile target, and you have done that. That I will do that. That sounds like a good idea. All right, so it is now painted as a hostile target. It's still out of range because, as you, like you heard over over the comms, they're not going to attempt to approach at this time. Okay. All so right. all right, all right. I, so, I will now. Uh, I'll go back over there and I will take my hand comm off. Hey, thank you okay. for waiting. You are now clear. Oh, so well, no, before I. Before I do that, uh, do I I know which the pad numbers are and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, that's fine. You you can you can do traffic control, sure. Oh, yeah. I'll tell them they're cleared to land on pad ten. All right. So uh, they'll they'll say uh, thank you, trouble control. We will proceed to that landing space uh, over now. All right. And All I right. will now book my ass to the spaceship. <laughs> okay. So you're you're heading back there. Uh, Relative, you're heading back there quickly. So, what's going to happen? I need another roll, another athletics roll from everybody that's on the uh, on the ground there carrying stuff. From you three, eight, and eight from Nev, six, six from, from Romulan L, and a natural ten from Ryu. Okay, so uh, we have two successes and a failure, but you're able to speed up a little bit more. The astute moniker is uh, the the airlock to the astute moniker is now within sight. So you can you're like you're down the final stretch of uh, of getting to that. Uh, Ken Shadow is a couple of turns behind, uh, and as that as you're doing that, you do hear in the distance the sound of what what, what sounds to you like defensive systems lighting up, uh, you know, like missiles and and guns starting to fire off. Uh, 
And uh, as that happens, you also hear Shu going, holy shit, the thing just fired on that federal diplomacy vessel. What's going on down there, guys? Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendlies. So let's just be friendly. Some say he's under investigation for putting potential churchgoers into a refrigerator, and that his defense was that he thought they were perishable. But no one knows he's called the shiv, and he'll put together this week's feedback. A recap of last week's community questions. What would you put in the fun hole? In other words, what gameplay should Frontier include in the expansion to make carriers make sense? And what has CIG gotten right or wrong with prison gameplay? That joke will never not be funny. <clears throat> well, it's, it will be funny. Hello, that for funny. <laughs> the Honorable Sir Ken from Chicago writes in and says, For community question one, I believe I've expressed my opinion on fleet carriers. Even with the modifications, it seems rather disappointing, especially after years' drought. Also, I prefer Tony's suggestions over FD's changes. Uh, Community question two. I'm expecting a lighter schedule for the rest of the year. If there are no COVID-20, star citizens should be revved back up by year's end. If the virus returns in a new strain, all bets are off. Uh, And then um, Shiv writes in and says, You shut your mouth! Thanks, Shiv. General feedback. Uh, How did we get to here? ED was the good one. It set modest goals, got funded, launched, slowly added features, land vehicles, wings, again with more quotes, Galnet, political arcs, Thargoids slowly returning... Now in in the past two years, it seems to have fallen apart and fans are livid. Meanwhile, SE the bad boy, again with air quotes, insane ambition, insane stretch goals, delayed launch, switched in development from Squadron 42 to SC-centric, has a variety of gameplay elements, including space legs, multi-crew, colorful locales, etc. Its progress is slowed, but on an upward path. Sig got right that prison gameplay exists. This is a simple way to handle players who don't play well with others by making punishment part of the gameplay. They can iterate on punishment and other gameplay features. So what do you guys think about that? Is is is, is uh, Elite now the, the bad boy? Sure turning out to be that way. I don't think so. The game's out. It was great for a long time. Their latest update kind of sucks, but it's not like... They, you know, it's not like we never got Elite. Like, we're still waiting on Elite to come out. I think the big difference here is for uh, Cloud Imperium, they have, I mean, there's two games there, but literally there's one big, massive product, right? And that's all you ever see them do. Front Frontier, they've got their finger on, like, 50 pies, right? They're not doing Jurassic Park Tycoon and Roller Coaster whatever sim and... Uh, real time strategy or... Warhammer, right? Elite's like a side project, it seems like to them. You know, they don't have to spend their time in Elite. So I have don't get a to different theory. What's your theory? You know, oh. my other theory is. Is it a conspiracy theory? I think Elite is Frontier's beta department. I think that when they want to try something new, they see if they can make it go in Elite. I don't think so. Uh, I think so. The Cobra engine was, it was Elite. And then they use that thing to build roller coaster or planet planet zoo. They use it to uh, make a planet planet coaster. 
They use it to make... I mean, it's the same engine behind all their stuff. Which just makes it valuable and flexible. I don't think that means Elite is like a secondary product to them. Elite's their only like real-time like gameplay product, right? Everything else is not turn-based necessarily, but I wouldn't consider it real-time. Well, but I think that's that's what I'm talking about. They're well, going to push it together. There's an apples and oranges here because Elite is a multi a multiplayer MMO, okay? Where where these other games are not. I th- and I think this is they're going to this is where they try to mush it together. This I think Elite, this whole going into Elite feet and RTS or you know base building stuff. I think they're going to try to make it all work together. So and I, and that's why I think that the Elite's kind of the beta. They've got an installed user base that's fairly fanatic some of them and very loyal some of them and they also are on consoles and they also have enough casual people coming in and out that they have kind of a range of users so uh, i I, it, it makes me think that elite's main function within the frontier ecosystem is to try stuff out because it's a live game with real customers spending money uh, you know, on arcs and and also buying you know new games you know people are still coming to the to the uh, franchise probably through humble bundle sales but still you know they can try stuff out in elite and then see how it works with, with other games well I'm I, just I strongly ho- I'm, believe that. I'm just hoping they'll redo plants versus zombies they might they because they're trying to be a publishing arm they announced uh, other they announced two other internal projects that are going to come in the next couple of years and they also announced I, I was, two publishers i was i was kidding i know you were kidding but you're closer than you think to the reality there are they are going to be doing stuff like that plants vs. zombies was a good game my wife played the hell out of it she can beat it in like three hours was she a plant or a zombie uh i think she, i think she, i think you're a, you do the plants she plays the first one she plays all the way through that with a bunch of expansions. I don't know. I never played. Sean Newboy writes in, Wonderful show, everyone. Great job. Stephen Hunter UK writes in and says, Hello, guys. Had a look at Trade Wars when you mentioned it. Never played it back in the day. No internet then. But it reminds me of my early 1990s gaming as a knee-high to a grasshopper whippersnapper. If you run a server, drop me a link, please. My server is kind of private, but there are plenty of online resources to play Trade Wars. I looked it up after after we talked about it last episode. I was surprised. <laughs> I was so surprised to see that it's still very, very popular on, on the interwebs. Yeah, I met I met one of the primary developers at a Star Citizen event, actually. And he was really? talking about how, yeah, yeah. He, he was a big fan, just like, you know, we were BBS back in the day. And he's yeah. like, you wanted to keep it going and so he made a bunch of uh he made, i don't know if he made a clone or if he got the original source or how it worked but he's been putting out the uh, the, the telnet versions of it for a while yeah so I, I think the question probably was if we're going to do something like that similar to what we have for avorion oh yeah we do have an avorion server out there now so uh if, if we put together a trade war server he'd I, like would, an I was wondering if discord if uh, discord would get into little telnet games or something like that it would be really cool. I know there's a lot of bots going around. I'd have to talk to a to a Discord developer or something and see if we could get uh, things like trade uh, the old BBS stuff up on like something like Discord or something. That would be really cool. You could probably do like a a plugin for it, but I don't know how well like you know that scrolling text would work as chat. I yeah, to... I don't either. Well, we anyway, could do a plugin. Anyway, it was something you know? I was thinking of that that. Uh, well. 
sounds like some yeah. people are interested in at least thinking about it. So uh, watch this space, Stephen Hunter UK. Rebel writes in, uh, and uh, <clears throat> Shiv makes a note right here that his bad words have been replaced with noises for the host to read during the, uh, the reading. So you're going to self-bleep? Apparently. Or I'll just okay. replace Give it a them. Shot. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to replace them with other curse words. Bold experimenting. Bold well, experimenting. What, I, I was go hoping ahead, that the audio edit engineer would, you know, Put in a Aruga sound or something else, but anyway. No, 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 no. no. We're gonna, we're gonna. We're, this is an experiment in self bleeping. We're gonna we're give, give it a shot. Give it a shot, Brian. See what you see what you can do. Swear, sweary rant time. But blonk it. Good show. Thanks. As for SC in the prisons, zzz, I mean, I mean, it was bad enough when games decided to replace fun with enough grind to make it a second looping job, but now we have to literal hard labor might be okay to help curb the edge of the grief i mean pirates apart from the masochists who like that but once again it seems 90 percent of the dev time of this whooping space sim are going to the brack to do that's not in space was that intelligible at all i don't even i, I think it worked i got it i got it i got it i try i tracked it Time will tell that I'm probably wrong, but honestly, I thought the sci-fi FPS genre was pretty well served. Meanwhile, Pyro, Terra, or Magnus are MIA, and I long for the day sometime in roughly 2142 where backers get to launch Operation Pitchfork. Slash rant. Rant off. Uh, it's, I, th- I think I think it, it was okay, and especially with our... Uh, you know, uh, uh, audio self bleeping. I think I think it turned out uh, you, you, it was coherent. It was, it was good. So I mean, I, I understand the the sentiment that Rebel is going for, and the idea that you know your the criminal side is, you know, the the punishment level and stuff. I think we have to realize that. So right now in the game, you if you have a criminal rating and you die, you are only sent to prison. If there is a, if you're killed by the authorities, or there's a bounty hunter nearby, and I'm not sure exactly what count. I think it has to be an NPC bounty hunter or something like that. Um, you're not, you're not sent to prison if you're in a lawless area and you die by lawless hands or, or whatever, or if you, um, you, you know, you kill yourself by running into an asteroid in a lawless area or something like that. So I think for a lot of people that are into the lawless gameplay, if you're in like you know, from a, an elite dangerous definition point of view, an anarchy system, then you're not gonna you're not gonna run into this this mechanic at all, right? You're only gonna run into potential prison time if you do bad things in good places. And I think that's um, you know, as somebody who likes the idea of you know pirate gameplay, that in some way appeals to me, right? Like there has to be real consequences. Now, I would like them more granulated and the system has facilities for fines and stuff like that to pay down in order to reduce it it's a little it's not as granular as i would like it and um um you know again like like again using an elite analogy using the fines versus the notoriety they, they have some distinctions there but i think they really need some some more baking in the oven which i guess is part of the reason this is in, still in alpha and still being play tested so uh, i'm I understand your sentiment. I think I respectfully disagree, though. Even as someone who plans to be a bad guy in the universe, I think it's still 
it still has merit. And and if you're looking for a deterrent for griefers, I don't know if you're going to find it here. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if this is the system that's going to prevent people that just like to blow up, you know, noobs, seal clubbing stuff. Uh, I don't I don't know I don't know that this is the solution. It yes. might contribute to a solution. I mean, like we like we said last time, if you put effort into it. You can do all of the seal clubbing you want and not suffer consequences, but right. it's expensive and it takes a lot of time and effort, right? Right. Uh, you get to turn off comma rays and all sorts of things like that, right? You get to buy the crypto chips. Um, in this case, this is really only preventing you know people buying new accounts, taking their auroras out, and starting pad ramming people immediately. Yes, it dissuades those people because they don't know how to do anything. You have to. You have to play it out and be intelligent if you want to do any of the other illegal things. So it, it does dissuade a little bit of it, but it, that it's not really the point. The point is, you know, risk versus reward for bad things in good places. Kaizen writes in and says, community questions. A, I am happy with the changes to fleet carriers. Thanks. The main things left need to be addressed are one, take a second pass at the decommissioning process and either remove the loss of credits or even better, just mothball it and allow players to withdraw when they come back from an extended break. Two, swap the shipyard in and the marketplace out of the basic services so that all fleet carriers come with equipped with the ability to actually carry a fleet. Allow uh, Number three, allow for multi-jump scheduling and the ability for my fuel crew to handle fuel rather than wait for dad to come home and do it. Uh, community question B, how are they going to fit into New Era and Elite Feet? Your question is looking at the wrong direction. Well, I presume there will be a few set pieces for Elite Feet, such as a bridge, crew lounge, cargo bay, etc. That's just window dressing and entirely missing the point. The thing that fleet carriers are, people seem to be determined to be oblivious of, is an unannounced beta test of three crucial aspects of the game to be added in New Era. First, storage. Second, player-to-player direct trading. And functional commodities, i.e. tritium. Wow, E, Final Fantasy, and many, many more MMOs have had duping scandals with their storage. Some clever nerd figures out you can make a program to manipulate the system to, say, pull the router some exact time after making a deposit, or something much more clever than that. I don't understand with computers. Then log in a minute later to have 100k gold in both your inventory and the bank. So being smart, Dav will have a small army of people searching the logs of the 2% of the community who can afford a fleet carrier looking for the people who break the system and close those loopholes before they can release it to the wild. Likewise, with P2P trades, come new era, your purchase price of 40 bucks will get you a player house of some sort, either a moonside mini base or a house built into your favorite Coriolis, at no upkeep with, say, 100k tons of storage. Larger planetside bases with massive storage warehouses, but including upkeep, will also be available. Player-to-player trading and a functional commodity market together are frontier tipping their hat as to how new era will go. The reason they half-ass the, the sales mechanic of fleet carriers up front is that the real focus of fleet carrier sales through shipyard outfitting will be to sell functional items you will need manufacturing in your bases at all profit minus overhead. In short, fleet carriers will fit into the new era by being a key part of the ecosystem of resource gathering, manufacturing, and sales. That will be added with base building when new era launches end of March 2021. P.S. Just like the masses will have access to storage, they'll also be able to create by sale orders for some small credit surcharge in each station. And relax. I, I, I agree that this is a test of some things, and, but I disagree, and I absolutely agree that that equipping bases is a thing carriers are going to have to do. That, that definitely is a thing that's going to happen. 
not so sure I agree with the whole them being real keen on player-to-player trading. This is them dipping their toes in it, and I don't know that they're going to like the results. Not the way it's currently designed, no. I think the idea of fleet carriers supplying base building is a terrible idea because so many people are locked out of fleet carriers. Well, I, I again, I think that this is when we talked a little bit about this. There'll be a sort of a Sophie's choice about it, right? You, you're going to have to have you're going to have to go with one or the other, and it's aimed at the end game, right? For for end game players, it's going to be this the, the 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 base building aspect is probably going to be a challenge. You know, can I do? I'll have to get a buddy or a squadron mate to come out to supply me, or I'll have to move my carrier out to to my fancy base. Um, but I think that that's that's if they miss out on that opportunity, I think that's going to be a problem. I think they're going to have, they'll have a high low situation where new players coming to the game will have some version of base building that doesn't require a carrier. Maybe like like Kaizen suggesting like a house under the Coriolis or a mini moon base or something. But there'll also be a high end end game base building where the carriers are, are a component of it. I sure hope they do find a way to fill in the fun hole because I don't think they got it yet. And this week's community questions. Choose one. Elite feat or base building. Which one survives? And is the loss of CitizenCon 2019 a serious problem for CAG? Or have they got it all figured out? And otherwise, how is the show? Have we cashed in our pandemic delay chips on time? Or should we just cancel the hotel ballroom and chocolate fondue rental? Drop us a line with your answers or anything else on your mind because guard frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so hit us up and tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at Feeds.GuardFrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything on Friday nights, then you should come join us at 10.30 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency live over at twitch.tv slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? You can always support the show by visiting our website, clicking on the Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all our Patreons who support us week on week, and we hope you consider joining them. The more support we get, the better show we can make. And money's great, but don't forget to spread the word about us to your wingmates. And check out our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps, and less time than it takes to skin a lizard man. Head over to HeroesRidesPodcast.com to discover their secrets. And that brings us to the end of episode 304 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 305 on May 12th, 2020, so be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We want to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist Ben Carrion, our Carac son, Sanders, and of course, our audio architects, Mikey Lennon, Bill Hardy, and Watherspoon. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. Squawk 7 7.
This is Ken Shadow Intro Sync 3. I don't get this quote. When you're right, Ice Man, I am dangerous. Is that what I'm saying? That yeah, so you're right, Ice Man. I am dangerous. Oh, I got it. It's a quote from a movie from, called Top yeah, Gun. I, I, I haven't watched that movie in like 15 years at this point. <clears throat> you don't watch it every weekend? Yeah. Like, you know, they're making, it, they're making another one. I hear, I heard that. I heard that. Heard Tony that. watches it every every Friday before the show just to get a new quote. Just to get a new quote. Yeah. I just, I just sort of like watch it till I come up with it till I catch a line that I like, and I just, yeah, exactly. At, at this is point, it exciting this is, every time? Way. Is it well, exciting every point, time? Oh, every God. time. What, Brian? <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. No, no, it's you killed you. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <clears throat> this is Tony Flight Deck Segment Two, Sync One. This is Gandalf, Flight Deck, Segment 2, Sync 2. <laughs> it's like, guys, I've, I've... What the hell? What is this? <laughs> was that the COVIDcation theme song, Jeff? What, is, what was that? It sounded like the midgets from... Uh, no, from, it's, uh, it's Vanessa. That doesn't help. Vanessa? Oh, my God. It's May, Vanessa. it's May, the lusty month of May. Camelot. I have no idea. Vanessa, Sorry, there's, there's too much. He's probably got oh, aromatic syndrome. Oh, you guys are syndrome. so un- uneducated. Get, I'm get sorry. you gone. This is Tony, Flight Deck, Segment 3, Sync 1. <coughs> this is Jeff, Flight Deck, Segment 3, Sync 3. The skin show. <laughs> this is my day. No, no, no. I messed that up. It's sync two. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It is sync two. Thank Second you three. for fixing that. That's a very important. Sync three. <laughs> ASMR uh, Warhammer. So we, but. Oh, okay. So the. the uh, what, Tony? Go, Tony. I like how every time Tony, Tony tries to talk. Go, Tony. Go, Tony. Uh, go, Tony. Go, Tony. Go, Tony. Go, Tony. Uh, so the the Ken Shadow, if you're yeah, going to interrupt so, Tony, now is the time. But he's I, still talking. I, I, you should I'm do it now. Still talking. Can I just move my mouth and pretend like the audio's cut off, and you guys can just have a How about you just move your mouth, and I'll too. talk for you. Oh please, yeah, do yeah. that. <laughs> Hello, my name is Tony Hitler. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I guess the sound, the audio editors have something new to work with this week. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Way to go, Brian. <laughs> uh, okay, so where was I? <laughs> we don't know. Oh, all right. That joke will never not be funny. It was funnier than the some some say, but yeah. Now the, the some say was was quite humorous in my opinion. It was very. I mean, it's like every every uh, shiv joke, you know, which is synonymous with dad joke. But it is. It was. It made me chuckle. It was a good. It was chuckleable. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought he did a good job. He should have his own Netflix special where he just gets up and does puns. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. 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 It ended up being a miniseries like Tiger King. Oh you my follow God. Shiv around. <laughs> oh my God. Just, he just record all of his puns all day long. He goes to the grocery store, talks to the clerk, drops a pun on him. Then he you know, walks outside. Someone's getting a ticket from a meter maid. 
Talks drops to the, a pun on her. Talks she forgets to Clark for for 20 minutes about steam controllers. Then <laughs> drops a pun, then goes outside, talks to the meter <laughs> mate for 20 minutes about hauling bio waste, and then drops a pun on him. <laughs> Spills scotch on her. <laughs> yeah. Spills scotch on her. Every, 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 uh, every segment ends with this like odd look from the person who's talking to. <laughs> this, this, is, this is gold. We should get an This HBO is a great special. TV show. This is, this is quality Told television. Told you we could, we could sell this to Netflix, man. Even with the modifications, it seems rather disappointing, especially after years' drought. I, I put air quotes. Nobody saw the air quotes. Oh, right. Just, just it's good radio. It is. It's an awesome radio. Sean Newboy writes in, wonderful show, everyone. Great job. Did I do okay, guys? Nailed it. Yep. Yeah. I heard better. <laughs> Brian would like you to take it from the top. <laughs> Wonderful <laughs> show, everyone. Great job. Wonderful needs, needs, your, needs your, your full attention. Wonderful uh, show, everyone. Great job, everybody. Good job. Well done. Wait, what is that first word? Is it how feedback? Show, I probably show feedback. I think he missed uh, a lot. People, damn it, Shiv, you've been deleting letters. <clears throat> I know. He's First, he's deleting the curse words, and now he's deleting letters off of regular words. I have to have a talk. Uh, show feedback. <clears throat> Sweary rank. Right. Jesus. <clears throat> and otherwise, how was the show? <laughs> how did we do? How was the show? Uh, how was the show? Oh, did we do okay, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Don't fire us. Don't fire us. Daddy, he cries when he children, thinks about it. All freaking children. Yes, we are. Let me stop you right there. What do we? Since when do you skin lizard men? When you need their hide for something, do you? Is that a thing in D anD? I don't think I've ever heard anybody skin a lizard man. Wyvern skin—that's like used I, for armor and I stuff. I guess. I guess I I play in really violent D anD. D My God, man! Know. Are lizard Tony, men you, sentient? You can they skin are. anything. Well, with skin, well, can't you? They're they're in the monster. You can technically skin anything. They're, yes. Yeah, they're skin. in the monster manual. So I mean. But are they sentient? I mean, would you skin a sentient creature? Nobody said I it was mean, appropriate, with lizard just men, that it's, you could do it quickly. Case. Wow. Wow. And, and, and the word you're looking at is, first is sapient. And, and sapient. Okay. All right. Ah, sapient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, now the word. Now, now the word. See, now that he's. See, this is, this is a lawyer trick. I've defined the terms of the argument, and now he's, like, arguing with me on my terms. So yeah, the lizard men like you know have like some sort of culture or civilization. Now we're just kind of defining where that spectrum is. This is. I think I think if a lizard man were to kill you, he wouldn't have any problems with skinning you. Well, no, but and I, eating you. Well, but I hold myself to a higher standard. I would hope that we all do here on the Garfield frequency show. So you already look down on the lizard men as animals, not civilized enough not to skin you, but you won't skin them because they're not animals. That's just hypocritical. <laughs> It is. It's it, it's borderline racist. Is what just, I it's not borderline. It's fine. Fi it's species. Fi just just fine. Fine. Just finish the cut. Just finish reading. The word you're looking for is sapient. This is how to be a pretentious jerk on the air.